What are the days of Holy Week? Find out on this edition of the Bellator Christie Podcast. You are listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast, brought to you by bellatorchristie.com. Now join your host, Brian Chilton, as we enter the arena of ideas. Now, taking up the sword of Christian theology and the shield of classic apologetics while entering into the arena of ideas. This is the Bellator Christie Podcast, and this is yours truly uh, for the time we have together, Brian Chilton. And we thank you for joining us on this edition of the Bellator Christie Podcast, and we want to welcome you to a special Holy Week edition of the podcast, uh, coming to you uh, uh, on what is called Maundy Thursday, and uh, we're doing this day early. As I normally produce uh, the podcast on Friday, I'm I'm doing this uh, today on uh, on 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 Thursday uh, because tomorrow is uh, Good Friday and uh, planning on spending some time with uh, my wife and my son. He is uh, at his uh, grandmother's house and so uh, we're going to spend some time together and uh, celebrate Good Friday together. Uh, on this edition, we we're actually at our church. Uh, I started this whenever I re-entered the the uh, pastoral ministry. Before I entered the pastoral ministry, I attended a church uh, called Boonville Baptist Church in the Boonville area of North Carolina. If you're not familiar with that, it is in Yadkin County, which is uh, just uh, west of the county, just west of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, uh, a major city here in North Carolina. Uh, And uh, Boonville Baptist Church had this, uh, this, this thing they did called a Tenebrae service on Maundy Thursday. And I fell in love with this service, and um, I have actually encouraged churches at every church where I have pastored to participate in this very powerful service. Um, and we're doing this to this year for the first time at uh, Westfield Baptist Church. This is uh, the first Easter I have here at this uh, at Westfield, and we're going to try this. And, and I'm encouraged by the excitement I'm, I'm finding with many people as we as we're going to participate in this service a little later today. But I had a lady uh, talk to me the other day asking me, she said she didn't grow up in church and was curious as to what Maundy Thursday was. And so as I started thinking about this and contemplating the topic for this week's podcast, I thought it might be a good idea to go through the days of Holy Week as we are here right in Holy Week and um, and go through those days and explain what each, what each day means. Now, if you keep up with the liturgical colors of the calendar, uh, this week is in red up until up until Friday. Now, for some reason, we ha- we have a cross uh, that uh, we personally own, and and uh, we we 
have different colored uh, cloths on on the uh, cross representing the different stages of different days of the year. Now, unfortunately, something happened to our red cloth. I'm not exactly sure what happened to it or where it is. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, I haven't been able to, to post uh, the put out the red cloth in, in uh, commemoration of this of this holy week. So it still has the purple on there, which is the time of Advent. But uh, but red is used this week, and normally uh, in most places, uh, dis- distinguishing the difference between Advent and the days of Holy Week, and, and then of course the color will go white this uh, this Sunday, and for forty days after that uh, during the Easter Easter season. But uh, having said all that, the the days of Holy Week actually each day in the liturgical calendar celebrates a different aspect of Holy Week. Uh, For instance, it begins with what's called Palm Sunday. Some people call this Passion Sunday, but most people uh, call it Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is uh, the day that commemorates the time when Jesus entered into Jerusalem riding on a donkey. And uh, it's, it's very interesting. This is actually fulfilling a prophecy I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's in the book of Zechariah where it talks about uh, the king coming, riding in on a donkey, and so this is one of those uh, one of those uh, prof- prophecies that were that was fulfilled uh, volitionally by by Jesus, and so he he had control over this prophecy. But most of the prophecies that pertain to the Messiah, Jesus would have had no human way to control. For instance, the the Messiah would have to have come through. The lineage of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, uh, Jesse, David, and or Judah, Jesse, and David, and so on and so forth. And so he had to be the right lineage. And a lot of those things you can't control. You can't just say, hey, I'm born of this individual and it not be true. So anyhow, a lot of those things he couldn't control. But volitionally, Jesus could control uh, this prophecy as he does enter into Jerusalem riding in on this donkey. So um, at least we know, we can say from this, that Jesus knew himself to be the Messiah. So anyhow, Palm Sunday represents the day where he enters into um, Jerusalem and to... uh, accomplish what many people call the the paschal mystery and so that you may have during services on palm sunday we didn't do this but you may have individuals bringing in palm leaves you may have a uh, blessing ceremony with reading the gospel account of how jesus rode in humbly on a donkey uh reminiscent of a davidic victory procession and uh and so on and so forth so anyhow uh this is something that many people do on the sunday before before easter Monday is actually known as uh, Holy Monday, and some people will, uh, most likely it was on Monday when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Uh, in On Holy Monday, some observe the anointing of Jesus at Bethany, or it may have been that Jesus may have raised Lazarus from the dead prior to this, uh, but, but what we do know is that Jesus' anointing uh, seems to have happened on uh, this is an event uh, described in John 12, 12 through 19. Uh, this is an event that most likely happened on, on this Holy Monday. The stories of the cursing of the fig tree and the second cleansing of the temple. I do hold that there are two cleansing of the temple cleansings and may have been more than that. Um, the temple was a big place, and I don't see any reason for believing that Jesus didn't cleanse it initially and then cleansed it later. I think uh, I don't think there's a discrepancy between John's account and, and the Synoptic Gospels. Uh, 
something had to happen for Jesus to raise the ire of of the Sanhedrin early on in his ministry. I mean, they did send people out there checking on him. Why would they do that unless something happened? There are distinctive differences between John's account and the Synoptic Gospels. But anyhow, the podcast is not on that. But but uh, this would have been something that happened during this time. Uh, again, you know, Lazarus may have been raised. Probably he was raised before this week. Uh, but I've heard some people argue that that the Monday may have been Monday may have been the time. I, again, most likely it happened before that time. Uh, maybe even the week prior to Jesus entering into Jerusalem on a donkey. Anyhow, then there's Holy Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, uh, some people observe Jesus' predictions of his own death, as described in John 12, 20-36. John 13, also in verses 21-38. the. so anyhow, the, the predictions that Jesus makes about his pending death uh, is commemorated on Holy Tuesday. And then you have what's called an interesting day called Spy Wednesday. Some some people, I'm not a very as familiar with this day as some of the others, but um, some, some denominations will consider this the day that, G, that uh, Judas would uh, arrange the betrayal of Jesus with the high priest of the Sanhedrin. Uh, and that's the reason why it's called Spy Wednesday. Uh, in, in some more liturgical denominations of Christianity, uh, the, the Roman rite, the Passion according to St. Luke is read. Um, other events connecting this uh, is the, uh, the, the date, the events at the house of Simon the leper. Uh, and some people here uh, 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 celebrate the anointing of Jesus by Mary of, of Bethany. Um, some people may do that on Wednesday rather than Monday. Some people do that on Monday. So, but anyhow, the, these these events are are commemorated usually on um, on this Wednesday. And then we get to then we get to Monday Thursday. Um, Monday Thursday, otherwise known as as Holy Thursday. Is, is a time that commemorates the Last Supper. Um, this is a time, Monday, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, represents something sorrowful. Um, I'll have to double-check that and look that up. But but on Monday, Thursday, it's the day that commemorates the Last Supper. Uh, it commemorates the time that uh, where uh, Jesus was betrayed, uh, where, um, where he was arrested, and went through uh, many of the things that he did leading up to uh, to Good Friday. So uh, again, um, this this is a uh, the, I, was, I was trying to think about. I was trying to look to see here what how you would define Monday uh, or Maldi uh, Maldi. I think is how you say that. Um, uh, it is a ceremony of washing the feet of the poor on Monday Thursday alms. I was trying to look for the, the exact term for Monday. I was thinking it means sorrowful or something of that uh, something like that. Uh, but anyhow, th- this is a day to commemorating the uh, Last Supper of Jesus. It, it's it's a very, um, in many ways, kind of a sorrowful day. Uh, it, it's one that. Um, that, that contemplates the sacrifice, contemplates the betrayal of Judas, contemplates the sacrifice that Jesus would soon make. Uh, it also we also would consider the, the the sorrow that Jesus experienced in the Garden of Gethsemane, as he was praying to the Father. Um, we we think about um, you know the the arrest and and the things that Jesus went through that night before in in Jerusalem. There's even a place where it was believed that Jesus 
was uh, placed in prison and lowered down through a hole and placed in prison. And so this would uh, this would um, be part of that. And so uh, in many places, and, and this is what we're talking about uh, celebrating tonight, would, would go through what's called a uh, tenebrae service, which is Latin for shadows or darkness. And during this service, um, the the darkness represents death, and the light there, you know, obviously represents light uh, or, or represents life. And so, the increasing shadows that happens uh, in the service uh, re- represents the uh, impending death uh, that Jesus would face um, as he's betrayed and as he's handed handed over to the hands of the Romans. And um, in, in, in the experiences that led to his death. So, so this is Monday Thursday. So it's, it's a very sorrowful day, really, when you think about uh, all the things. And, you know, I, I can even contemplate this. You know, a lot of times in times past, I've thought about you know the betrayal of Judas. I've pr- thought about uh, the Last Supper. But when you really stop and think about it, think about the time that Jesus spent in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, lying there in prayer. You know, and in, in Luke it says that he sweated like drops of blood. You know, just that that, that comes. Many individuals have said, many doctors, or physicians would say that comes from a time of intense uh, stress and anxiety. And being one, you know, I, I don't talk about this much, but being one who has issues at times with anxiety, yeah, I, I had to think about this. I, it, it really makes me stop and think, consider. The, the anxiety that Jesus had fully knowing what was to come I can't imagine that you know you know if if you knew that you were going to die the next day and you knew the nails and you knew the 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 nails that were going to be used you knew the crown of thorns that would be placed upon your head the interesting thing is is that on this day that even then Jesus had a choice in fact I've heard many individuals who are very knowledgeable of, of the landscape of Israel say that the way the garden was constructed it would have been easy for Jesus to have escaped because he would have seen the light from the Roman torches coming down he could have easily escaped and ran away but he didn't you know obviously Jesus is the son of God but from a human perspective, the amount of faith and courage that took was incredible. Knowing that he had the opportunity to flee during that time, but chose to endure the pain of the cross so that you and I would have a pathway to salvation. It's incredible love, friend. Incredible love. So tenebrae is is a Latin term for shadows or darkness, and it, it represents the increasing shadows. Again, darkness representing death, light representing life, and through a tenebrae service, the lights of the church are slowly extinguished until the point in time that you have uh, a total darkness, and you st- stop and commemorate and prayerfully consider the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, and what an incredible thing that is. And then Good Friday... The only reason we call it good is that this was the means by which humanity could be saved by the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. So on Good Friday, we think about the crucifixion of Jesus. And Jesus would have been tried very early on, scourged most likely around, well, you know, I don't know, about 8 o'clock in the morning, something like that. 
Uh, most people didn't survive the scourgings. When I was this past week up at Liberty University, I had Dr. Randall Price, and what an incredible class that was. I also had Dr. Ed Heinsen. Just had an amazing, amazing class. And I remember Dr. Price in the in the museum. If you've never had a chance to go see that, if you were ever in the Lynchburg, Virginia area, you need to stop by the Jerry Falwell Library. It's free to go in there. Uh, they're open from Monday through, I believe, Monday through Friday, nine to five, if I'm not mistaken. It's free to go in the library. It, you know, just it's free to. I think it's free to get a parking pass. You just need to go in and get your parking pass. Go to the parking deck. You know, it's, it's, you will walk a little ways to the library, but uh, it's well worth the effort. It's it's an incredible museum he has, and he has some real live crucifixion Roman crucifixion nails. And I didn't realize this. He told us that as we were taking the tour of the museum, that uh, they reused these nails. They reused these nails, so they would crucify a victim to the cross. They would actually take the nails out. And reuse them on the next victim. So whenever you were nailed with the nails of, of crucifixion, you were being you were the tools that were used to kill someone else were being used on you. I mean, what a horrific thing to consider. But Jesus would have on Good Friday uh, been crucified, nailed to the cross. Most people didn't survive the scourging. So going back to what I was saying, uh, he, he had a replica. Not only he not, he had the real real Roman crucifixion nails, but he also had a replica of the scourge, the cat of nine tails um, that was used, which was this long whip with these nine cords with, with these metal scourges on them and then these pieces of metal on the end sharp pieces of metal and he actually said the cords were actually longer than the, the replica that he had because the romans didn't want to get blood on themselves most people didn't survive the scourging i cannot even imagine what that would have felt like i cannot even imagine the torture that must have that he must have endured just through the scourging process. It's a horrific thing to consider. But then afterwards he was crucified. At 9 o'clock in the morning on Good Friday he was crucified. Around 12 noon is when uh, the, the, the whole place went dark as far as darkness uh, that, that happened on this time. And then 3 p.m. would be the time that he gave up the ghost. And so this that's the Good Friday. Now, what is called Black Saturday... Is uh, commemorates uh, the the time between the crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection. Um, the, as the Sabbath day, the gospel accounts all note that Jesus was hurriedly buried in a cave tomb, or in or in, or in uh, uh, the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea after his crucifixion. And so, um, after the Sabbath had ended, uh, the, the prohibitions would have prevented the early Christians from completing the proper burial. So, um, in Catholic tradition, Mass is not celebrated on this day. Um, the church abstains from from its normal operations, and, and some Anglican churches, including the Episcopal Church in the United States, there's a provision for a simple liturgy of the Word with readings commemorating the burial of Christ. So, these things don't, so the church doesn't operate as, as normal for those ultra-liturgical churches out there. Now, I'm a Protestant, you know, so so I don't take Mass or anything of the sort. But um, but this, this Black Saturday is a time to consider the, 
the time that Jesus was in the tomb. Some people believe that he may have descended into hell and to rescue the captives through a very mysterious passage of scripture in the letter letters of uh, uh, of Peter. But this is the time when Jesus was in the tomb, and then we come to Easter Sunday. That's when things get really good. On Easter Sunday, Jesus is it's when G, when uh, when Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave, and he was first seen by the, by the women, the female disciples. Uh, he he was seen by Peter, and I was actually uh, preparing my message for this Sunday, and I and I came to find a very fascinating aspect of Easter, and that is that. Uh, that the majority of the disciples did not see the risen Jesus until until later that afternoon. So they were hearing all these reports about Jesus risen from the dead, uh, about all these individuals who, who said that they saw him, but then it took later in the day before they actually themselves saw Jesus alive. So Easter Sunday may have been very chaotic for most of the disciples. You know, so so I can just imagine that evening because looking at all the gospel accounts, so again, you say you have Jesus appearing to the women. The women were telling the disciples about what they had seen. According to the First Corinthians fifteen creed, uh, Jesus appeared at some point in time on Easter Sunday privately to Simon Peter. It appears that he appeared privately to most likely his family, his mother and his brothers during that time, uh, which would make sense. And so, but the vast majority of the disciples, and then Jesus appears to the two men on the road to Emmaus, or the two disciples. It may have been a husband and wife, for all we know. But he appeared to the, to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. And then they run back and they tell the disciples who were there in the upper room about all the things they'd seen. So they, they hear the women telling them uh, telling them about uh, seeing Jesus. Mary Magdalene and the women disciples telling them about seeing Jesus. They, they, uh, then they, they heard Simon Peter say, I've seen Jesus. And they've, see, they've seen uh, the two people, of perhaps even James says, hey, I saw Jesus. The, uh, the, and the, uh, the um, two people, the two disciples on the road to Emmaus run back to Jerusalem and say, hey, we've seen Jesus too. And I imagine if, if you're what most of these disciples, this was a time of utter chaos. For the vast majority of Easter, you're thinking, what in the world is going on? They could go to the tomb and see that the tomb was empty. They could see the grave clothes lying in the shape of a cocoon. They could see the, the, the head wrapping of Jesus rolled to the side. And they're asking themselves, what in the world is going on? So for most of the disciples, this, this Easter Sunday was a day of chaos. They had all these reports coming in, and they're asking themselves, what in this going, what's up with this? Is everyone losing their mind, or what happened to the body of Jesus? What's going on? And then after the two dis- disciples come later in, on the day, and this is evening time, this is late in the day on Easter, then Jesus appears to all the twelve disciples at one time. And this would be the, the the first for many of them. This was this would be the first of many appearances that they would see of the risen Jesus over the course of forty days. Now there's some there's some uh, movies on Jesus where they'll show Jesus only appearing to the twelve, or he's appearing to a handful. But if you look at the Gospels closely and you read them carefully, you begin to see that Jesus, in many cases, appeared to large groups of individuals. He appeared to a large group in uh, in um, Galilee. He appeared to a large group in Jerusalem, and we know there was a large group who saw Jesus ascending into heaven from the Mount of Olives. 
in the very same location, the very same area where he was crucified. No wonder so many people believed in the resurrection story uh, whenever it was first started uh, being reported. What an amazing account this is. Historically reliable as well. So, beloved, this is Brian Chilton. You've been listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast, and I want to wish you and yours a most wonderful and blessed Easter Sunday. As Dr. Gary Habermas has said many times before, remember the resurrection, because the, the resurrection is the holiest day. The resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, is the holiest day of the year for the child of God. And because Jesus has risen, we all have hope. Not only in this life, but in the one to come. Again, you've been listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast. This is Brian You've been listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast, brought to you by bellatorchristie.com. The opinions of our guests represent their own and may not reflect those of Bellator Christie Ministries or its affiliates. The Bellator Christie Podcast and bellatorchristie.com are protected under Creative Commons copyright, all rights reserved. The opening theme is the song Crucified, written by John and Michaela Limanis, performed by Crosby Lane and produced by Mansion Entertainment. Be sure to visit our YouTube page at www.youtube.com forward slash Also, please consider leaving a positive review on the apps where this podcast is found. We thank you for joining us today and hope to see you back the next time that we step into the arena of ideas.